The Medical Alley podcast is brought to you by MentorMate. Custom software needs vary significantly, whether you're powering a medical device, overhauling your backend architecture, or reimagining your patient experience, MentorMate can help. Harnessing the technical excellence of Bulgaria, MentorMate provides end-to-end software services in all sectors of healthcare. With deep expertise in design, development, cloud, and software support, MentorMate helps healthcare clients administer world-class care through technology. Learn more at MentorMate.com. Hello, everyone. My name is Alexis Kohansky, and I am your host for today's podcast on diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives at Medical Alley member companies. So before we jump in and talk to our guest here today, I just want to highlight what Medical Alley is doing kind of in this series and this work around DEI. Our association has put uh, emphasis and a priority around the work of DEI initiatives at our member companies internally to their organization and also externally in the community. So really what we are hoping to do through some of these theories and our discussion today is to learn a bit more about the specifics around DEI that our member companies are working on. So with that being said, today I am so excited to have Carissa Donnelly, HR Director of Stryker's Ear, Nose, and Throat Business here in Minnesota's Medical Alley to speak with us about corporate-wide DEI initiatives at Stryker. Carissa, welcome. Thank you for joining us on this podcast today. Uh, I'm going to have you start by introducing yourself and sharing what the work of DEI means to you personally and professionally with Stryker. Sure. Thanks for having me, Alexis. I've been in HR for 13 years, spending the first half of my career with Target, and then seven years ago, I moved to Phoenix, Arizona, uh, and began my career with Stryker. Three years ago, I actually moved back to my home state, Minnesota, and I'm the HR partner for, as you said, Stryker's Ear, Nose, and Throat, or ENT business based out of Plymouth in the West Metro. For me, DE&I really boils down to culture. And we all know the case for diversity has been proven out again and again, resulting in innovation, increased productivity, and stronger business results. However, organizations can be diverse without being equitable, and companies can be diverse without being inclusive. And that's where DEI comes in. And it's not just about getting asked to the prom or to a dance. It's so much more. It's about having the means to wear a suit or dress to the dance and getting asked to dance. And when you are out on the dance floor with your moves and making a fool of yourself, that you are embraced and celebrated for who you are uh, and everything that comes with that. Thank you for sharing that perspective. And what I loved about that answer really is a, a theme that we're hearing from a lot of our medical alley companies. Uh, is really the true emphasis around intentionality. So, you know, when you talked about the concept of, you know, an organization can be um, diverse, but not inclusive, you know, that was just one example that really highlights that. So I appreciate you from kind of sharing that perspective. So let's jump into talking a bit more about the specific and key DE&I initiatives that Stryker has going on at this time. 
Sure. Uh, at, at Stryker, an essential part of our culture has always been respecting each individual's strengths and values. And building on this foundation, Stryker continues to strive to create an inclusive and engaging work environment and prioritizes diversity, equity, and inclusion in keeping with our values of integrity and people. It really starts from the top. And our CEO and chair, Kevin Lobo, signed the CEO Action for Diversity and Inclusion Pledge in 2019, which was the largest CEO-driven business commitment to advance DE&I within the workplace. He's also advocated for making diversity, equity, and inclusion a strategic priority for the med tech industry through our trade association, AdvaMed, uh, where he serves as a member of the board of directors. Thank you, Carissa, for sharing that perspective. And I think that what was key in, in, in what I heard in that point is the concept around having that buy-in from the top. So having leadership embedded and putting an emphasis and an importance around DEI is really key to ensuring not only that there are DEI initiatives, but that they are impactful and really make a difference within the organization. So thank you for sharing that. We're going to transition this next part into talking a bit more about talent. How has Stryker worked to uh, implement strategies around diversifying the workforce? I would say specific to diversification and recruiting, we recruit and hire top talent from all backgrounds. And we've made a public commitment to doubling our investment in diversity recruitment over the next five years. And we're founding members of the 110 Coalition to Increase Jobs for Black Americans. Specific to our DEI initiatives within Stryker were focused on three main commitments. The first being strengthening the diversity of our workforce. And this is done primarily through attracting, developing, and advancing talent that reflects the diversity of our customers, our patients, the communities, and stakeholders. Uh, secondly, advancing a culture of inclusion, engagement, and belonging. This is uh, an effort to create an equitable culture that removes barriers engages all of our talent and inspires every employee to achieve their full potential. And finally, the third commitment that we've rallied around is to maximize the power of inclusion to drive innovation and growth. Um, if there's anything that our med tech companies and peers know, it's all about innovation. And so this is really about optimizing that power of diverse backgrounds, life experiences, et cetera, uh, to make healthcare better. Absolutely. And I think that that element around innovation is something that is extremely fascinating and why Medical Alley uh, continues to move in this space with DE&I and elevate all the work that our member companies are doing because innovation is key to, to growing our organizations and um, you know making healthcare better for all. One of the things I wanted to talk a bit more about is when I talk to different leaders on DE&I and different organizations, they have different ways that they measure the impact of their DEI initiatives. This can be through dashboards or different web pages, but I'm really curious how Stryker does it. So, in regards to measuring, you know, how well you are doing on DEI, how do you guys do that? I think first and foremost, pulsing the workforce is really important. So, at Stryker, we regularly measure employee sentiments on inclusion and belonging. Uh, through a partnership with Gallup where we leverage engagement and pulse surveys. We also conduct pay equity assessments across gender and ethnic groups. 
Uh, and our leadership teams are regularly reviewing our diversity metrics. This includes representation, slates, hires, succession plans, uh, and we initiate strategies and actions to support continued DEI progress. Our goals link right to the CEO, Kevin Lobo, and he has a functional goal to improve diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, we share publicly our representation data, our global gender metrics, and national race and ethnicity representation data as well. Like what I liked about that answer is not only how you guys do it, but the different strategic ways that you all hold yourselves accountable to some of those DEI metrics and how important that is. So thank you for sharing that. I think that that's extremely fascinating. I want to transition us in this discussion to talk a bit more about the inclusivity around DEI. So what measures are currently in place for ensuring belonging for diverse employees at Stryker? I would say in addition to measuring employee sentiments through surveys, we also provide targeted development opportunities for our underrepresented talent and further embedded DEI into our policies, processes, and practices on a continual basis, um, ensuring that we're hearing from the voices that are in our ERGs specifically is a really important measuring stick for us in order to ensure that we're making the right progress from an inclusivity and belonging standpoint. Absolutely. So one of the things we hear from some of our member companies is, okay, you have the opportunity in Medical Alley to have these great discussions with different leaders across your member companies, but how do we do it? So one of the um, things you mentioned in your last answer is in regards to the targeted development plans. Can you give an example of how one would go about that or how you all approach that specifically? Yeah, absolutely. I'll start with a couple of key hires that we've made in the last year, uh, which helped to drive some of these programs and processes uh, and ensure sustainability for DEI within our organization. Uh, so last year, we hired a senior director for diversity, equity, and inclusion in our talent management organization. And we also hired a director of diversity recruiting. And these two key positions help to advance uh, and ensure sustainability of our DEI programs and commitments. Uh, specific to our employee resource groups, we rally around them to advance and support the causes and hear their voices, educating employees both within and outside of our ERGs on DEI and continuing to build inclusive leadership capabilities. Um, your question specifically was around uh, an example of a program that we, we provide, and one of those is called Think Twice, uh, which, which is another word or another phrase for unconscious bias training. Uh, we ensure all of our people managers complete Think Twice within one year of hire or promotion to manager for the first time. And this workshop really showcases what bias is. We, we all have them. Um, but the key is to identify how and where biases show up, what to do about it, and to really teach our new leaders how to be proactive in an effort to increase awareness of unconscious bias and the skills to address it. At the end of last year, we had more than 8,300 employees, managers, and individual contributors across 40 countries that participated in the, in the training, including our CEO and our entire senior leadership team. Wow. That's impeccable, especially looking at the scope and the impact it's had at the organization. You know, Medical Alley, one of the things that we are very unique in is that we include organizations and professionals from all sectors of health technology and care, ranging from 
small startups to large Fortune 500 companies, um, even Fortune 100 companies. So when it comes to taking action on diversity, equity, and inclusion, what are some scalable initiatives uh, you would recommend implementing to make headway on this issue? And I'm gonna push a little bit on this one just because I want to make sure that as we continue to talk and I, I get the expertise from you in regards to Stryker, we're able to give some techniques or some um, options for member companies who are small also to, to be able to implement some of their DE&I initiatives. So I'd love to hear from you on this one. I think there are three tangible things that companies, large or small, can implement to make headway on DE&I. And the first we've already talked about quite a bit, which is to listen to the workforce. Whether you have 50 employees or 50,000 employees, pulse surveys, formal or informal, can help an organization better understand how employees feel about topics ranging from COVID-19 to work flexibility or inclusion. And specific to Stryker, our employees, just to give you an example, have shared feedback about the challenges navigating this pandemic and the strain that they feel as they juggle these personal and professional priorities. As a result of listening to that feedback, our company implemented a number of solutions to help our employees during this unprecedented year, year and a half, uh, including expanding our employee assistance program, uh, providing new well-being resources for employees, and launching caregiver resources with companion training and supporting tools for managers and human resource professionals. The second thing that I would recommend for companies uh, to get behind would be supporting their employee resource groups. Again, whether you're a huge Fortune 100 company or a small startup, these ERGs and communities have incredible influence and incredible voices that need to be elevated. Uh, specific to Stryker, we've expanded the number of our employee resource groups to nine in total, adding Allies for All Abilities, which focuses on disability inclusion, and Asian Community Empowerment just in the last 12 months. These ERGs can really function as a community for underrepresented talent their allies and their advocates. Again, no matter how big or how, sm how small your company is, ERGs aren't just good for business, they're good for humanity to find connection and meaning throughout community. Uh, and we all need that, especially coming out of a year and a half of pandemic where we haven't seen each other. The third thing that I would recommend for companies is to review your policies and procedures. Again, depending on how big or small you are, this may be uh, quite the feat. Uh, actually, it probably doesn't matter what size organization you are. Reviewing policies and procedures um, is, a, is critical work, and it can be a lot of work, but this is really important. Uh, specifically, off the top of my head, I think about job descriptions. Um, you might have job descriptions, I think we all do, that are a little bit dusty, um, dust those off. Leverage technology. There's a technology that Talent Acquisition just introduced me to, which can actually check for gender bias in our job postings. Um, and it's low cost, low investment, and it's just a really easy thing to do to ensure that we really are living into our values. Asking hiring managers if the role really requires 50%, 75% travel, does it actually have to be located in an office? Can it be a remote job? Does it have to be in the Twin Cities? 
things like flexible work policies, parental leave policies, daycare and adoption benefits, these are all things that your employees and your ERGs can weigh in on and help to influence as you review them going forward. It's an important theme that we're hearing from a lot of different organizations is the importance around community engagement and the role that organizations and companies play in that. So I would love to hear from you about some of the initiatives that Stryker has at this time in regards to community engagement. Is there partnerships that you all have that you value that relate to some of the work that you're doing on DE&I? Stryker is 40,000 employees-ish strong, and so we have a footprint globally. Um, and what's really great about corporate responsibility and social responsibility within Stryker is it's led not only from the top, but also organically from within the businesses, regardless of where they're located. Um, a specific example of a partner that Stryker uh, has leveraged for many years is United Way, which many within Medical Alley might also be familiar with. Um, this is a great organization that can help you identify opportunities within your local community uh, in order to advance DEI uh, or social or environmental responsibility. There's, there are so many causes to get involved in that United Way can help with. And the great thing about United Way is they have chapters across the United States. So regardless of whether your company is based in Minnesota or it might be headquartered out of California or Michigan, United Way is one organization that I would recommend partnering with to understand the opportunities in your local community. That's fantastic. Uh, I think across Medical Alley, we're seeing a lot of different companies really interested in not only, you know, internal work on DEI, but really getting more embedded in the community and the different ways that their organizations can make an impact. So that's really helpful to know that that's that's one area. If we could transition a little bit into you know, the talent coming into Stryker and partnerships and valuable community partnerships. Can you talk a little bit about some of the work that you all do to partner with organizations to kind of build up that talent pipeline or what you're doing in that space? Our talent acquisition team is phenomenal in this space, and they really spearhead our efforts in trying to ensure that our applicant pools reflect the communities in which we are recruiting. Uh, so Partnerships, for example, with HBSCUs uh, are pivotal in helping to draw in the best talent that Stryker can hire, pushing our managers and our HR partners and our recruiters to explore fishing in ponds that they might not have ever fished in before. This is a key way in which we're able to still attract the best talent, but also expand those talent pools beyond the spaces uh, in which we're traditionally used to fishing for talent. Fantastic. And I think that that's the really key part too, is just making sure that there's more visibility to organizations and ensuring that it's not only to get diverse talent in the door, but make sure that information about the organization, the opportunities at your organization are being promoted to diverse audiences. And so I think that that's extremely fascinating. So before we conclude and kind of wrap here, I want to hear from you if there's anything additional related to DEI you would like our Medical Alley audience to know uh, before we conclude. If you are wondering where to start or how to begin, just take a step. Reach out to your HR partner, reach out to your manager, reach out to your employees and walk in with a mindset of curiosity and assume positive intent. 
having a dialogue, engaging in dialogue and asking for feedback is the best way to get started. Uh, your HR partners and professionals can help guide you into conversations to have with your workforce if you're feeling uncomfortable or anxious or just aren't sure where to start, reach out to HR. Three words stuck out to me in that, and that is assume positive intent. I think the and I can definitely be touchy sometimes, but I think understanding folks are coming from a good place. We are here to learn more about the differences that make all of us great and ways we can build more of a collaborative and innovative space to make the world better, especially as we think about the innovation happening at medical alley companies. So Carissa, I want to thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us today. It has truly been a pleasure to learn more about the work happening at Stryker on DE&I and to hear different techniques and, and suggestions that our Medical Alley audience can be mindful of as they go to implement a lot of these different initiatives. So thank you again. And for our audience, I want to remind you that Medical Alley is dedicated to using our platform to advance the work of DEI and to amplify our member companies' efforts on this issue. If you are interested in learning more about what our companies are doing or getting additional content on this, I encourage you to visit medicalalley.org.